there's joy and gladness and rest for my weary soul. Up ahead, there's peace and contentment. Everybody will be happy and whole. You know that I'll be. Good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you this morning. Hope you're doing good today. Thank you for taking time to join with us this morning as we're looking in Mark's Gospel. And if you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible along with me today as we look in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 15. And we're going to read from verse number 12 down through verse 15 this morning, Lord willing. And again, we thank you for taking time uh, to be with us as we're studying here in Mark's Gospel. We've entitled our study time together, A Journey Through Mark. And my, what a blessing it is to study God's Word along with you. And I hope and pray that you've been blessed and benefited as we look at the pages of God's Word, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Today, we're dealing again with Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate. I remind you that Jesus' earthly life is coming to a very swift conclusion, and now he has been betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. His earthly ministry is very much over with, and now he's standing before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea, and he is talking uh, there with Pilate. He says very few words. Uh, Pilate asked him a question, art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, thou sayest it. And uh, what Jesus was telling Pilate, he was not denying it at all. And uh, as we think about this, but Pilate wanted to let Jesus go. Pilate devised a plan that he would release one at the feast day. And we know that feast was the Passover. And so it was that Barabbas, which was one who had been arrested for robbery and for murder and for rebellion, and no doubt the rebellion likely was against Rome. We don't know if Barabbas was a zealot or not, one who fought against Rome, but evidently he was doing something in rebellion and he murdered somebody along the way. An interesting name, Barabbas, it has the word rabbi in it and it means that as well. And so it is thought that Jesus Barabbas was the son of a rabbi who had uh, who had followed after uh, rebellious ways against the Roman government. Nevertheless, Pilate here 
is preparing uh, to present to the Jews that are there uh, a one to be released. And as we see in verse number 12 of Mark's gospel, chapter 15, I see Pilate's shock. Notice what the Bible says. And Pilate answered and said unto them, What will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye call the king of the Jews. And they cried out again, crucify him. And then Pilate said unto him, why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, crucify him. Now we know that this came as the chief priest and the scribes, no doubt, were in the crowd and they were prodding the crowd to cry out, crucify. And this was the success of these chief priests. You see, they desired with great desire to have Jesus put to death. And as I'm looking at this, I see the senselessness of the crowd. Not only the success of those chief priests, but the senselessness of the crowd. They chose one who hated Rome over the king of righteousness. Now, I marvel at that. Jesus had done no wrong. He was the one that had healed the sick. He was the one that touched the blind. He was the one that cleansed the leper. He was the one that performed many mighty miracles everywhere he went. He only did good. He was the one that was teaching in the temple. He was the one that spoke the word of God with power and great authority. And yet, it's senselessness of the crowd, I see. It's hard to fathom why that they would choose Barabbas over the Lord Jesus. And it was a shock, no doubt, even to Pilate. But then in verse number 15, we see Pilate's sentence. If you'll notice, the Bible says, and so Pilate, willing to contend the people, Release Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. We see two things. I want you to notice the pardon of Barabbas. One who was guilty walked away free from all punishment because his punishment was given to another. You see, Barabbas should have been the one to die on the cross. Barabbas should have been the one who was beaten with the cat of nine tails, but yet he was pardoned. He was allowed to go free because someone paid his debt. And not only do we see the pardon of Barabbas, but I want to talk to you for just a moment about the punishment of Jesus and the scourging. As we think about this, and I have behind me a picture of a phlegrum, which is a Latin word for whip, and that is what the Romans used to administer punishment with. Jesus was scourged, and how this happened, he was beaten, he was stripped of his clothing, and he was beaten with this whip. If you'll notice that whip, and it was used by an expert marksman who would take the, the whip and he would apply the stripes to the back of the victim. And it was very, very savage. I'll just be honest with you. The whip was made out of leather straps and oftentimes had 
small balls on the end of it and each one of them that was attached to the leather uh they could have they could have been made of lead it could have been a sharp bone or a spike even glass i've been told and as that that whip would enter to uh, connect to the back of the person the victim it would cut deeply into their flesh the hands of the victim would be tied uh, to the post above his head, and then he would be beaten. It is custom for uh, this prisoner to be lashed until he uh, was near death by the beating that he took by the one who was standing there administering it. And uh, Jewish uh, beatings, they allowed the 30 line, 39 lashes, but yet uh, the Roman, the customs of the Romans had no such uh, ruling, if you will. They could administer as many lashes as needed or they thought necessary to bring their victim close to death. In fact, uh, Romans, it's very likely they didn't even count the lashes that they gave to Jesus. There's two things that you and I need to learn today from reading these verses. First of all, Jesus, number one, was being punished and chastened for not his sins, but for our sins. And then secondly, Christ suffered this for us willingly. You say, what do you mean? Well, Jesus was punished for you and me. And in Isaiah 53, that part of that verse says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Christ suffered again for our sins willingly. And in Isaiah 50, the Bible says, I gave my back to the smiters. And he did that for you and for me. And it's no wonder that we have such a wonderful Savior who loves us. He was willing to endure the punishment of the whipping post, not only the cross of Calvary, not only the indignation as being spat upon and mocked and all the different things that they did to him, but they beat him with this cat of nine tails and they beat him almost to death at the whipping post. Well, hallelujah, what a savior. Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion. We'll pick up here where we left off today. May God bless you as our prayer. Bye-bye. You know that I'm